you remember a few episodes back... Oh, by the way, welcome to the Home Time Show podcast. Do you remember a few episodes back, I told you I was having an Ikea tea? Oh, I love an Ikea tea, yes. Yes, but it was like genuine... Takeaway, not not in IKEA. You're you're getting the, the components from IKEA and eating at home. Natalie had been to IKEA. She's been to the uh, what's it called one? What's it called? You don't need to know what one. Why am I telling you? No, which no, we one? need to find out. This no. cannot proceed unless you know which one it is. Tottenham. Not Blue Water. No, not Tottenham. It's busy. Watford. No, what's not Blue Water? Lakeside. Lakeside. Been to that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a. Terrible, I'm glad we got there though. Terrible story. <laughs> and had come away with frozen meatballs. Okay. And bought the lingonbree. And bought the IKEA gravy. Okay. I don't like the lingonbree stuff. She could have left that, but fine. So did the whole thing at home. It was like being in IKEA. Really? Were they that nice? Yes. Same as? Having the second portion tonight. Can you do me a favour? Mm-hmm. Get Natalie to get you some oven chips. <laughs> and just do, because I love it, those meatballs with the chips and the gravy. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> here's my question. What other shops should actually do... Home versions of their food. You see, I love top of department store bust your tray canteens. Yes. They remind me of sitting up there with my mum having a break because you've ty- you got leg tired yes. legs from shopping. Yes. So maybe the Debenhams canteen collection. Debenhams always did really good jam donuts. Yeah, yeah. One of those. Uh, I reckon, uh, and I know, you know, that's a department store that has... Had struggles yeah. recently, you know. I'm not being some kind of business correspondent by saying that. What might have helped things out is if they'd started selling their own donuts. Exactly. That could have been that could have picked them out of the uh, out of the mire a little bit, couldn't it? Hindsight, eh? Yeah. Here's the podcast. <laughs> I have to tell you this. I thought today was gonna be one of those days where I was gonna get loads of little jobs done. Uh-huh. It'd be a real doing day. I got a little list in front of me, get a load of washing done, emails to the accountant, sort out the washing fluid on the car. They're all dull jobs, but they all needed doing. What a day. And I looked at the list, I thought, right, let's get the first easy one done, let's sort out this washing fluid on the car. The old squirty things, not been working on the windscreen. Okay. And I looked at it, and I thought, oh, no, don't, know, don't know why they're not working, this is full, you know, it's, it, it's got fluid in it, why are these not squirting the windscreen? So I called up the garage to try and get it booked in, and the voice down the phone goes, yeah, we can book you in for next Tuesday. Uh, I do just need to let you know it'll be £160 for the inspection and then when we've worked out what it is we'll call you to tell you how much the rest of the service will be and you'll get the chance to say whether you want to go ahead with it or not. £160! I was only wanting to get my windscreen squirters going. 160 quid just to even have a look at it. (laughs) Bush, that's exactly it. 160 quid to inspect it for an hour and then call me and say, yeah, this is what's wrong with it. Imagine doing a job where you get 160 quid just to go and have a look at something before you even have to give your opinion. (laughs) That'd be great. You don't even need to be able to know anything about it. You just turn up. Unbelievable. It is a gut punch from the universe. Maybe you have also suffered one today. You know, you you think you're having a great day. And then out of nowhere, boosh! There's the universe punching you in the gut. Weirdly, you should say that. I, uh, earlier on today, recorded half an hour of, of audio that I needed to record at home. Thought, I'll just give it a t- t- tiny little uh, double check before yeah. I kind of save it. And I hadn't plugged my microphone in. So it was just me, like, chatting. You know, recorded in the actual in yeah. native speaker of the laptop. Like, a, <laughs> like I was on hands-free or something like that. So <laughs> go downstairs, have a little word with myself. 
have a cup of coffee, go back up, do it again. I know you, and I can imagine that word with yourself. Yeah, I really, it was very, I was very strongly worded with myself. <laughs> but when I got in, we had our little show meeting. Mm-hmm. You knocked your latte all over my brand new uh, notepad Don't. book, electronic notepad. Yeah. But I whipped it out the way just in the nick of time, and it avoided any form of coffee. <laughs> so I feel like universe-wise, I'm bang on level at naught. <laughs> I also need to share that I was crestfallen at what I'd done, and the first thing that I offered you to to mop this whole mess up was. My face mask. Was that what that was? <laughs> yeah, as <laughs> if you'd want to clean it up with like my face mask. I, Terrible idea. I was running to the kitchenette. I had no idea. Uh, Gustavo says my microwave won't work. Technician has just told me you just need to buy a new one. I mean that is a gut punch from the universe, Gustavo. I'm thinking that a new microwave may be cheaper than the service on my squirters. I may as well do it. I saw Gustavo's microwave at Reading '93. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Amelia says, I wanted to make bolognese. I've just discovered we've got no garlic. Trust me, in this house, that is a huge gut punch. I'd be, be interested to know, because you know sometimes with bolognese or, or like a chilli, you kind of may not have all the ingredients. What is the lo- the lowest, the, the, the smallest amount of ingredients you can get away with? I would say don't need onion. Yeah, don't, maybe don't need the onion. Maybe not even the garlic. Ooh. Let us know how you get on. Come back to us towards the end of the show. <laughs> Terry from Margate says, spent an hour or more doing some work on spreadsheets, would you believe? We were only talking about that the other day. Uh, on the computer, it's crashed and it didn't save any of the work I had done. She's not a happy bunny. That is a gut punch from the universe. If you've received one, tell us about it. Leanne, it's happened to you? I have, yes. It's not been good at all. Um, woke up this morning feeling good. Bank holiday weekends on the horizon. Um, went, made my coffee, flicked the heating on and pipe burst in the wall, water starts pouring out of the ceiling, uh, soaked the living room carpet. Um, I called the emergency emergency plumber. Um, It obviously isn't an emergency to him because he still hasn't arrived. (laughs) (laughs) So this was this this morning and he's still not got there yet and you're like paddling, floating around your your lounge like someone in the background of a news bulletin. Yeah, I've just got like pans and buckets and things just catching water. I've got no heating on so it's uh, yeah, it's not so great here right now. Oh, Leanne, and all you wanted was a cup of tea. I know, I know, it's not great. Is there any, any light at the end of the tunnel here a little bit, just to search for a positive? Um, well, I've got a hair appointment at five o'clock. There we go! Um, finally, at long last, I'm getting my hair done. Um, so, yeah, my other half's going to have to deal with the emergency plumber if and when he decides to turn off. Uh, this tweet says, Not so long ago, I broke my left front tooth chewing on a piece of beef jerky. <gasps> Fixing it, 100 quid, all for a teeny tiny piece of meat. Do you know what? We are after, uh, always after phone-ins to go on the Tuesday Tombola broken a tooth on. I thought you were about to say beef jerky. <laughs> beef jerky as well. <laughs> beef jerky phoning. Steve says though this is an interesting curveball on this. He says Richie I'd like to be the yang to your ying. I just went to my local shop for some bits and pieces. It came to 13 quid on the till. The bloke only charged me 12. Sorted. That's good. That's good. I like that. It's balanced it up. Uh, Dan a gut punch for us? Uh, it was a nightmare. What's happened Dan? Uh, yeah I was late for work this morning and uh uh, as, I was, as I was leaving the house, my partner said to me, oh, would you mind taking all the glass bottles up to the recycling after work? I said, yeah, sure, no problem. And then uh, as I come out of the house, walking to the car, the bag splits, and I saw the bottles all over the road. So I spent my time cleaning it up, and by the time I got to work, I smelled like a pub, and then therefore the boss put out a hangover. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. What a chain of events. And the worst thing is, uh, your entire street and neighbourhood now know just yeah. how many uh, cans and bottles you've had this week. Yeah, I expect they thought I had a party, but I'm not sure they worked out. <laughs> it's a classic gut punch, Dan. 
It was terrible, yeah. Uh, Martin, tell us what's happened. Well, I thought I'd do the sensible thing. We bought nine new fence panels for the back garden. And I thought, well, I've got a little bit of time this week. I might just uh, get them in the garage, keep them in the dry, give them all a good good couple of coats of uh, new fence paint. And all's been going well over the last couple of days. An hour here, an hour there, worked for myself. And uh, just got down to the last little half hour's worth. And I managed to drop the paint kettle. I dropped about a litre of green paint. And it's not affected the floor whatsoever. I've got dust sheets down the, on the paint carriage floor, but it's splashed all up the wall. It's covered the bikes. It's covered oh. <laughs> the picnic table that folds flat and hangs on the wall till the sun shines, you know? What yeah, was, what was your reaction to that? Were you, did you, oh, like, Basil, oh, faulty it? Yes, pretty much. Yes, yes. I did have to stand up and sort of tell myself off. Uh, <laughs> have you had any sympathy from any other members of the household or have they laughed no, at you? Nobody knows as yet. Oh. Oh. Knows. Breaking news. <laughs> Well, th- th- this is almost, I mean, we do uh, weekend cliffhangers on Friday. This is almost a midweek cliffhanger to find out whether you've still got a home tomorrow. <laughs> yes, yes, very much. I thought, thought uh, the more you try and wipe things up, it just smears, doesn't it? I thought, no, I've got it off the bike, I've got it off the tyre pretty much, uh, but the wall can just, well, it's a job for another day, lads, isn't it? A job for another day. I'll, I'll, the garage needs a lick of white paint one day. <laughs> I think I might have discovered what is the most awkward thing in modern life. Uh, I took the car in for a wash, tail end of last week, as we've discussed on this show before. I've never washed my own car, never will. Uh, But the worst thing is, is I had to sit in the car with three guys in hoodies and tracky bottoms washing it, and they're all making eye contact with me, and you feel like a dreadful aristocrat. (laughs) Like like a member of the British Raj. Yes. Sitting there in the car like little Lord Fauntleroy, whatever he's called. (laughs) It's the most awkward thing in the world. Do you hate that when you have your car washed and people are looking at you like, who the hell are you? For the record, obviously, I try to wash my own car, but I have used the hand car washes. Yes. And it is indeed, I completely agree with you, it's a horrible feeling having people swarm over your car. it's, It's nice to try and get out if you can. Well, occasionally, if I remember, before I go and do it I think right, I'll give them the keys and just go around the corner and just like either hide or have a coffee because I'm just mortified sitting there it's so so embarrassing I think anything like that where you've got someone they're not serving you but it feels no. servile do you know what I mean Yeah. so I thought second hour of the show tonight five o'clock hour on home time let's try and compile a list of the life's most awkward thing the most awkward things in modern life like Charlie's just tweeted now saying waiting for the toaster at the hotel buffet breakfast Oh. That's awkward, isn't it? Waiting for it to fall down that little trap door. And it is, is it yours? It is. I try and get over the awkwardness by desiring one of those things, but at home, I'd really love one of those. They would be amazing, places. wouldn't it? Yeah, so good. But there's always that panic that if you step away from it because you think, oh, I don't want to hang around at the bottom of it. True. Someone else have yours. And there's the awkwardness. Uh, for me, if it's modern life, truly modern life, the most awkward thing I find is when your contact list fails oh. for no apparent reason whatsoever. And you're just going <laughs> thinking, I know I have money in my account. I know I have money in my account. And you just keep <laughs> tapping. And the people behind are going, he's got no money in his account. He's brassic. And then the person behind the counter goes, just try it in, mate. Put it in, mate. And you're thinking, no, no, this, this should work. I hate that. The worst thing is that modern fa- uh, like banks have started doing this now where they get, um, it's like one in four transactions you need to put the card back mm. in again. But what they do, they leave a certain amount of time enough for you to nearly get to the door. So you get accosted like a shoplifter. <laughs> yeah. Like tasered and dragged back to the till. <laughs> it's not on. Uh, I love this from James. And it's, this is very current, very modern life. Smiling at someone in a shop realising you're wearing a mask, then realising to them you're just staring 
scowling at them. <laughs> just scowling at them for a bit of fabric. Uh, I'm going to chuck some other ones in to go on this list, right? Uh, this is just from personal experience. Quite an awkward person, so I find a lot of stuff awkward. Uh, having your eyes tested and that bit where the optician goes quite close up to your eyeball with a light. I, I regress. You know I hate eyes. Even Isn't talking about them, I'm covering them. Oh, it's awful. So close that you can feel them breathe on your eyebrows. And then uh, um, I don't like the unwanted context that you get when buying loo rolls. So if you get loo rolls yeah. on their own, fine. Yeah. Although people in the shop might think, oh, emergency. Yeah. But if you get loo rolls and biscuits, it's something a bit weird about it, isn't it? Of like, I'll have them and then I'm going to use them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe that's not occurred to anyone else before. It's not occurred to me before. It doesn't mean it's not awkward. I just feel that whatever you have, if you're buying loo rolls, anything else in the basket has unwanted context with the loo rolls itself. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm thinking about this too much. <laughs> Someone says here, going off your basket observation, Bush, yesterday I saw a woman buy a litre of vodka, a pack of tenor lady and a pot plant. What an evening she had plants. Fair play. <laughs> uh, Andrew says, gentlemen, how about using a bag for life in the wrong shop? For example, Tesco and an Aldi. Aldi and a Tesco. I, I always feel awkward with that. I feel bad as well fanning through my loyalty cards to all the other different shops. Like yes. the, the irony, the <laughs> irony in that as well. This one says the uh, most awkward thing as a woman is when someone's dog comes running over and shoves their nose into your crotch. I find that bad from a bloke's perspective as well. Yeah. It's like, what are you sniffing at? Uh, we've got April on the line. April, what's awkward as far as you're concerned? Trolley um, rescan in a supermarket. Everybody thinks she shoplifter. <laughs> yeah, you need to explain this to me. I don't know what, what is a trolley Rescan. When you do scan and go, and you go around and you do all your shopping in the supermarket, then you go to pay and it comes up. Somebody has to rescan your shopping. Everybody else looks at you as if you've nicked something. And you haven't. It's just the tills have gone bad. I will 100% back you up on this. I think it happens in about sort of like, you know, one, one in eight, one in nine sort of like, you know, scan and go shops. I've never heard of it. it always, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, you go round and most of the time you can just like scan your code at the end and off you go and it's a great piece of technology. But Why? then every now and then when it is your turn to get the random rescan, it's a horrible feeling because immediately you're thinking, huh, what if I have put something in by mistake and they scan <laughs> yeah. it and they think I'm a shoplifter? Oh, it's a terrible feeling. There's some great stuff coming in. Uh, what, in your opinion, is horrendously awkward? Jim says, I agree with this, the bit at the end of a haircut when they put the mirror behind your head. Yeah. Don't know why, that's just really <laughs> awkward, isn't it? Yeah, well done, mate. That's really good. Well done. Uh, Steve says, when you see someone you barely know and say hello in the first aisle of the supermarket and then spend the rest of the visit either oh. doing the awkward shoulder shrug or avoiding eye contact for the rest of the trip. Because you kind of do that bit where you, you say hi but don't actually make any words come out of your mouth. You go, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, P. Dizzle says, watching Gogglebox with my teenage daughter when they watch Naked Attraction. I've never seen her move so fast. Mm -hmm. And Jason says, hiding from the window cleaner when you've got no money to pay. Right, I'm going to have to come clean. I have had four caffeine-based drinks today. It's been a struggle. It's some, sometimes certain days are, aren't they? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's been a struggle today. It's one of the days where I am uh, odds-on to fall asleep on public transport on the way home. I was thinking on the way in today, because I've been tired all day, um, that some of the best sleeps I have are actually on trains these days. <laughs> in fact, I'm thinking of booking myself some kind of day pass uh, and just getting on the train and then just... Bouncing up and down on the line between Liverpool Street and Hartford all day just to have a really good sleep. Do you imagine that, right? Imagine if they did a thing called the Sleepy Train and it's just on a big circle. You know, you don't have to panic about not getting not getting off at the right stop or whatever. You can just go to sleep on it. I would absolutely entertain that thought. Uh, if you have slept 
if you had a really good sleep in a non-conventional sleeping place, love to hear about it. Final out of the show as we all head towards bed. That's what's going on after six, isn't it? Really, as we get older, yeah, you're just, you're just heading towards bed. Let us know where that great sleep was. There's some great stuff coming in already. Kieran says, as soon as the shaver hits my head at the barbers, I'm away with the fairies. I will put forward block party at the roundhouse. Oh, right, what one, a slight on Block Party. I'm really sorry, <laughs> Block Party. Um, but it was a, it, probably one of the noisiest live gigs you can go to, Block Party. Great venue, the Roundhouse. Wasn't for me. Not, his, not your scene. Uh, Victoria, where have you slept? Oh, we were at a Lee Evans gig. <laughs> and um, I did really well. The, I've, I've always been a tired person. And when it gets dark or I'm in a car, I just can't help but fall asleep. I fall asleep at the cinema, but... Yeah, I did. The second half, I just wasn't. I suppose it just wasn't capturing me, and I just literally fell asleep. So that's Lee Evans and uh, and Block Party having a great night tonight so far <laughs> with these reviews. <laughs> my, my my brother gets very frustrated with his wife, my sister in law Karen, because she never finishes a movie in the house. She'll always fall asleep before a film finishes. Are you similar like that? Very much so. Very much. And there's so many programmes, like, the whole series of Game of Thrones, I'd be like, right, i just got to recap the next day on the last bit because I, I would have fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, I just... And, and the, when you take the kids to the pictures, I, I, I just used to fall asleep and they'd wake me up like, Mum, it's finished. Oh, great, OK, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> A good Saturday morning, 10am screening to fall asleep with the kids. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Victoria, take care. Dave says, I slept on the pavement in Cape Town queuing outside of a ticket office for World Cup 2010. He says, was helped with that sleep with a lot of alcohol. Uh, fell asleep on a camping chair watching Slayer at Sonisphere, says this text, not me. I, I, I wouldn't watch Slayer. Uh, woke <laughs> up near the end of the set with a mosh pit around me. Uh, Louise says, not really weird, but in the office, I fell asleep with my feet on the radiator. I snuggled down and used my fleece as a blanket. It was bliss. Paul, where did you sleep? Um, I was in the tattoo parlour. I'd had arranged to have a whole day sitting. Um, and basically, I was on the bed while he was tattooing my back, and I fell asleep for two hours. God, tattoo's, like, really painful, though. Uh, how did you manage to fall asleep during a tattoo? I've got no idea. I was, I was just trying to relax and just thinking of a happy place so it didn't hurt so much. And I just fell asleep. Now, um, Paul, I've never had an MRI... I've never had a tattoo. <laughs> Two things I can be fortunate enough to say I've not had. But I would imagine that, yes, all right, your needle, painful, but the whole... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling it already. I imagine there is a, a, a hypnotic thing to that. It's a didgeridoo type vibe to it, isn't there? Yeah, it, it is quite hip hypnotic, the, the noise. <laughs> I tell you what, MRI and a tattoo on our next team night out, I can arrange for both of them to happen <laughs> over the course of one weekend. <laughs> uh, incidentally, Paul, what were you having done? Um, I'm having a large Chinese dragon um, done on my back. Fantastic. Keeping it real, sunshine. All right, well, listen, good to speak to yeah. you. Take care. And you. Thanks a lot. Time for one more curious nap. We're after the strangest location that you've had a really good sleep. Stuart, where have you slept? It was in uh, Stonestain's Palace um, in Basra in 2003. So you've had a kip in Saddam Hussein's Palace. I have, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stuart, bit of clarity. Um, Saddam, there at the time? No, unfortunately he wasn't. No, he was. Uh, I think he was still 
he was in hiding at that point, I think, and then obviously he was found later on, wasn't he? So yeah, I think he was in his spidey hole by that point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, so you were, where did you sleep, and what was the scenario around it? So see, we, uh, I'm in the Marines, so see, we were part of the fourth. I uh, went to Iraq, and obviously um, we made our way up to Basra, and that was our final, well, one of our final stop-off points before we uh, we came home, and that, we actually slept in his what would have been his palace at the time. <laughs> uh, if, he, if, he, if he was there, so but we actually slept in his actual palace, wow. his, his building. So, <laughs> what, like, what kind of flash stuff was in there then? If you got a palace like Saddam Hussein's palace, what was in there? It, it was ridiculous. Honestly. You know, you, you seen where the money went. It was gold-plated stuff everywhere, marble floors, marble steps. Um, yeah, it was ridiculous. To be honest with you. All the places that people could have got in touch with tonight. <laughs> I would never have put money on Saddam Hussein's palace in I, I felt like this show had one more surprise to throw at us, and I think that might just be it. It was the best, one of the best sleeps I've ever had. We had slept for four days by the time we got there, so we literally had some stand down. It was one of the best sleeps I've ever had, if I'm honest. You know, at the beginning of the podcast, I asked you what shops would do really good home versions of their food. I think it was a niche question. I think the point that I'm trying to make here is IKEA should have high street cafes where you can't buy any flat pack furniture. It's just their food. Yes, so you could get the uh, hot dog. Yes. Which is fantastic. Yes. And then the meatballs and yes. stuff as well. And I'm a real fan for the little dime bar cakes. Yeah, and the dime... Are you talking about the dime bar cheesecake kind of thing they yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Oh, I love that. Imagine all it is, just a unit on the high street. We keep on hearing, let's restore the high street. High street should be restored by having IKEA cafes. And I really like the weird collection of uh, strange squashes and that they've got in their drinks machines. Yes, that too. This is the way forwards. And the Lingonbury jam. Maybe not that one.